Grow Great, the podcast, helping leaders achieve high-impact influence in their careers, teams, and organizations. It's the progression of leadership, humility. This is part two in a series. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here. The website is growgreat.com. If you missed the introduction to the progression of leadership, go back and listen to the previous episode. Today, we're going to talk about this first ingredient, humility. Fran Leibowitz humorously said, humility is no substitute for a good personality. And I would argue that nothing is a good substitute for humility when it comes to extraordinary leadership. Harvey McKay once wrote, humility is becoming a lost art, but it's not difficult to practice. It means that you realize that others have been involved in your success. I would add to Harvey's quote, it doesn't just mean that you realize other people have been involved in your success, which is a past tense thing, but it means you realize other people are involved, present and future tense. And there it is. It's that focus on others that realization that we are not the focal point of it all, the understanding that we're not indispensable, we're not irreplaceable, but our impact is most magnified when we help other people become better. St. Augustine said, do you wish to rise? Begin by descending. You plan a tower that will pierce the clouds? First, lay the foundation of humility. And that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do today with our leadership. We're going to build this foundation for our leadership because, well, that's how we're going to achieve excellence in our leadership. And you want that, don't you? Why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't anybody want that? Why wouldn't anybody want to grow and improve the positive impact that we can have on other people? Well, I'll tell you the answer. Well, one big answer. It's largely because too many of us just don't stop and think about it. We simply react and we act every day. And we have these default behaviors that are mostly driven by just whatever's happening in our lives. And we operate our lives too frequently like some comfortable but often ineffective autopilot. Yeah, I I know people call it just going through the motions. It doesn't feel like that. You feel like you're really busy and you're really getting stuff done. But yeah, we're not here today at the Grow Great Podcast because we fit into that category. We are among the elite And the elite seek to figure out how we can improve. The elite are dissatisfied with the way things have been, the way things currently are. I don't mean that we're malcontents, but we're just, we've still just got this itch and this urge to get better, always to get better. And you and I, we are among the most hopeful people on the planet. Those of us that are in pursuit of this excellence, we are the most hopeful people on the planet. And we're hopeful that we can influence more people in a positive way. That's the drive. We're hopeful that we can be that somebody for other people, that person that makes a difference in helping other people achieve more, become more, grow better, improve. And we want them to be more hopeful in their futures, and we want them to do it by growing their present, which is exactly what we want for ourselves. It's hard to separate hope from humility because the humble mind is filled with greater gratitude. Gratitude fuels hope. If you want more hope, 
exercise humility by recognizing and helping other people. Now, the entire structure of your leadership is going to be founded on humility. Now, remember how we defined leadership in that introduction last time. One, it's a focus on others. Two, it's doing for others what they can't do for themselves. In a word, it's influence. Arrogance compels people to think they're in control, right? It causes us to manipulate. It causes us to impose on people. It results in tyranny and cruelty and suppression of the ideal outcomes. Arrogance stifles human capacity. And on the flip side, humility provides safety and connection and collaboration. And guess what those result in? Yeah, those result in high-performing cultures. Well, the question of the hour is how can we practice humility? As it relates to our leadership, it may be good to begin with thinking about and more closely examining the contributions of other people. We can be very tempted to just sequester ourselves in our silo thinking that we alone have the power, we alone have the wisdom, we alone have the insight and the experience to solve the problems that we face. Feed your humility by looking outside yourself to recognize that that's just not true. Recognize that other people are making big contributions every single day. Let's suppose that we're leading a restaurant. Are we thinking about the busboy who's cleaning the tables? Are we thinking about that minimum wage dishwasher back in the kitchen who never does see the dining room? Are we thinking about the cleaning crew that comes through every night? Start thinking about those folks. Think of all the things they see that you may never see. Think of all the things they know about the operation that you don't know. Think of how they might feel as they perform their job. Think of how disruptive it would be to your restaurant if any one of them were to systematically fail at doing their work. Claw your way outside of yourself and focus on others and focus on the contributions they're making. Contributions you're not likely recognizing. Certainly not if you're not even thinking about these people. I'm fond of starting at the lowest level work because it's tempting for us to minimize the impact of it. I mean, just because the wages of such jobs may be the lowest on the totem pole, simply because the skill required to do that work is not as complex as other work, does not mean that the outcome of that work is low value, nor does it mean that these people are low value. In fact, quite the opposite. In our restaurant, if we don't have clean tables, if we don't have clean dishes, if we don't have clean floors, how can we serve our customers? How can we even open the doors? Because customers will not continue to frequent our restaurant. And, oh, they will also burn us to the ground in their social media sharing. Our entire business can be wrecked by the failure of our lowest wage earners to perform at the highest levels. Now let's consider the flip side. Suppose our restaurant has people in these jobs who perform and they perform with excellence and they perform over and over and over and over again at extraordinarily high levels. They are among the very best on the planet, let's suppose, at doing these jobs. Well, I would argue that unless our food and our wait staff drop the ball, we are going to be given the opportunity to have an eatery that will perform with excellence. 
all because we put some focus on lower skill roles that we understand are very critical to our success. And that's just one illustration of how humility can grow our leadership by helping us focus more on other people. And in this case, and certainly the pandemic has proven this, it can be people that we've just not thought about until we have to think about them because guess what? Now we've got this gap. Now we can't find people to fill these positions, and now we're in a world of hurt. Well, restaurants all over the world are experiencing this. Another thing that you can do is devote time to thinking of the people, not the processes. Now, don't misunderstand me. Processes matter. Systems matter. But most executives and business owners devote themselves to the work. That is, we fixate on the output because we think that's the game. The daily game is pursuing sales, pursuing revenues, profits, losses. That's the game. We're pursuing accomplishments. We're pursuing achievements. We're, we're all about getting things done. We're about knocking out that to-do list. This is our daily grind and our daily existence. And we can erroneously think, well, that's what leadership's all. No, that's not what leadership's all about at all. And your leadership is not about those things, not in isolation. Those things matter, but those things are largely the purview of managing, not leading. If you're going to lead, you got to think about people. Remember, we lead people. We manage the work. The city director of Parks and Rec, he's got grass that has to be mowed, leaves that have to be cleaned up, landscapes that have got to be manicured. That's the work. That's his to-do list. It's critically important. It's got to be done. But behind every one of those tasks is a person or a team of people assigned to do that work. What about them? How can you have a positive influence today to help those people perform those tasks and to do that better? That's the job of leadership. How are you going to do that without thinking about these people? The people on your team matter. Humility provokes us to consider the reality that Whatever grandiose plans or schemes we may have architected for getting the work done, you know, all those brilliant processes that we're so proud of, they're worthless unless people can and will execute them. Now go ahead, draw up your very best plans for success and then neglect the people who've got to carry that out. And you're quickly going to realize the plans don't much matter if the people aren't willing, ready able, inspired to do great work. So if people matter, and they do, then it necessarily means that you are not the center of the universe. Other people have contributions to make. It's your job to provide the environment. I've said it before in in prior podcasts, but it bears repeating for this episode. Think of it as a garden. Your leadership is like a garden. You're not growing the vegetables that we may grow in our gardens at home. You're growing people. That environment, this garden that you have, you've got to take great, great care of this garden. You've got to protect it from all the enemies that would come and devour the crops, in this case, the people. And if you do that, you're going to be fostering their greatest growth. In short, your success is their success, and their success it's your success. 
Now, next time we're going to talk about the second step of the progression, which is completely unattainable without humility, which is why we began with humility. And that is curiosity. Again, the website is growgreat.com. My name is Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. We'll talk about curiosity next time.